0: This is from God. We don't know the future, we can take our best guess. We're gonna probably get it wrong, but God doesn't guess, God knows. How does God know the future? That's
1: incredible, isn't it? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Joe Scudder, and today
0: on In Grace, we're going to be talking about the end times, Bible prophecy, and Armageddon's dawn. That's what the series is called, Armageddon's is Dawn. It's a 43-part sermon series featuring mainly the book of Revelation, but we're going from Revelation to all these other places in the Bible where it talks about the end times. And I believe this will be a very, very good series for you to learn more about what the Bible says about the future. And then also we can use the signs of the times, the things that are happening around us that all seem to be funneling into exactly what the Bible says is coming and that can motivate us to serve the Lord more and more faithfully and with more urgency. But it also can, we can use this to help other people be warned about what's coming and to be saved by sharing the gospel with them. So we're going to be getting into today's message, which we're talking about Revelation one. 1 which talks about the revelation of Jesus Christ, but it says, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. So these are important things that Christians need to know. And I'm glad that you're part of our audience here today for In Grace. We do have some great resources that follow along with the series Armageddon's Dawn. I have a free prophecy chart for you called Armageddon's Dawn. And I'd love to send this to you as my thank you for listening. You can call us to get your free chart at one 800 1-800-78-GRACE. If it's after hours, leave us a voicemail with your details and we will send that to you. Uh, you can also go to our website anytime, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. Uh, you can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Not only do we have the chart, but we also have an eight-part video series and a 43-part audio series. Contact us today and get your resources so that you can be better equipped to know what's coming in the end times. It's all revealing Jesus. That's what it all is about. It's not about prophecy. It's not about future end times. It's all about revealing Jesus in his majesty and revealing the final way that God will handle things on this earth. Let's look at the second part of Revelation 1.1 which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. So the whole point of Revelation, the whole point of our study is to show, to, be, to reveal, to, for us to understand. You know, it's interesting. Daniel was told in Daniel twelve four to shut up the words and seal the book. The book of Daniel was really hard to understand until we got the book of Revelation. Now we can understand it in light of Revelation because Revelation, we're told, in the end of the book, Look at 22, verse 10. Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Why does one place say to seal it up? Another part of the Bible says to not seal it up. It's because we're in the last times. And that's what Hebrews says in Hebrews 1, 2, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. So we're learning about the end times, the revealing of Jesus Christ. Revelation helps us understand all of these things, for the time is at hand. I don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but I really believe it's soon. You know, we have a song that we sing, and it's, we, we, the words are maybe soon, and we change it to will be soon. We just believe that. We know for sure his coming is closer today than it was yesterday. We know that. And there's going to be a lot of people that scoff at the idea of the imminent return of the Lord. And and by the way, that scoffing has led us to what we call the age of Laodicea. We're going to talk about that. It's one of the seven churches of Revelation, and I believe that's the age we live in today. So the normal climate of normal churches, not normal, but average churches, is apathy. And they're all into entertainment. They're into uh, indulgence. They're not into really serving the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we want to be really into that because we believe that he could return at any moment. So how do we study all this? How do we, I mean, Revelation's full of symbols, right? How do we understand that? Well, we use something called hermeneutics. Now, don't let that word scare you. It's just simply the study of interpretation, the art and science of interpretation. How do we understand something that has been written? Well, you all know in language, we have two kinds of language, right? We have literal and figurative or metaphor. Okay. And we talk about literal things all the time. So it's literal. It's like in Matthew 2one we we're told Jesus was born in Bethlehem and, the, and wise men came to see him. I mean, these are literal historical statements. And how, how do we know if something's literal or something is figurative? Well, it's just common sense, If you can take it literally, take it literally. If it's possible to take it literally, take it literally. Okay, that's the first rule of hermeneutics, the science and art of studying the scriptures. Now, there are some things in the scriptures that aren't intended as literal. We know in John 10, verse seven, Jesus said, I am the door of the sheepfold. Jesus is not saying, I am a wooden door with hinges that attaches to a sheep pen. He's using figurative language so we we know that if somebody says hey i went out and got a new set of wheels did that person go out to the tire store purchase four tires and put them in the living room or you know on display somewhere in the garage no it's common sense that we understand that as figurative that they bought four wheels and a car attached to the four wheels they got a new car right we know that it's we don't have to it's not that hard right So take it as literal when possible. Take it as historical when possible. And most of the time, that's how we're going to take Revelation. Historical as possible, literal as possible. It's really not that complicated. Another thing that you're going to learn is that sometimes the Bible itself, a lot of times the Bible itself gives us the interpretation. If it is a metaphor or it is figurative, the Bible will tell you that. Okay, here's an example. And right now, we're just trying to get some tools in your hands so that as you study the Bible and as we study prophecy, that we're going to be able to do it correctly. Revelation 120. This is really fascinating. We learn about two things in Revelation 120 that are not literal but figurative, but they represent something literal. Okay? So Revelation 1.20 talks about seven stars and seven golden candlesticks. What in the world are seven stars and seven golden candlesticks? And how can we understand Revelation? You know how you'll understand that? Read the next part of that verse, right? I mean, it's right there. It's in the context. God himself tells us what the seven stars are and what the seven candlesticks are. You say, then why does he use the metaphor? Why not he just say... The seven pastors, the seven angels of the church, the pastors, the messengers, and the seven churches. Why doesn't he just say that? Because God is gonna use metaphor and figurative language like we would to be able to kind of paint a picture. And the symbolism will last longer too for other generations. So that's why God uses symbolism. It helps us really grasp the big picture and helps it survive the length of time that God has chosen So we find the interpretation right here. The seven stars are the angels, which are the messengers or the pastors of the church, and the seven candlesticks are the seven churches. And then we read about those seven churches in Revelation 1 through 3. And sometimes, and many times, about 300 times in Revelation, we have reference to an Old Testament object or event. Okay? Here's another example of that. Revelation 2, verse 17, we read about hidden manna. Okay, what is hidden manna? Well, we go to the Old Testament. We read about manna. Manna was bread from heaven. Jesus is bread from heaven, right? That's why we got the picture of God providing food for Israel as they were in the wilderness, and they had no way to to feed themselves, and God provided that, and they had to go out and gather it. And we know what that is because we have all of the, what we call the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures. So we have a a lot of, of revelation can be interpreted by itself and a lot of it can be interpreted by the Old Testament, knowing what those things are. And but then there's still, there's still a few times that we don't have anything in the Old Testament, and we don't have the interpretation right there in the context. That same verse where it talks about manna, it talks about a white stone. I don't know what that is. I'll, I'll give you my best guess when we get to that, but we don't know for sure. There are a few things still. <laughs> that we will not fully understand and fully know, but we will one day. We will one day. When when we come to those, we'll 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 admit that we don't know. Nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. There's something wrong with acting like you know everything because you don't.
1: If you want to learn more about the Bible's end time prophecies, In Grace and Pastor Jim Scudder have great resources that will help you. First, we have a large prophecy chart that we will send you absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, you'll also receive our eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, filmed in Israel. This series will give you a visual experience that will transport you to the very places mentioned in Revelation. We also would like to send you Pastor Jim's entire 43-sermon audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, on CD or MP3 for gifts of $30. Don't miss out on this opportunity to enrich your understanding of biblical prophecy. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Get your free prophecy chart and unlock the secrets of the end times today. 2 Peter one twenty says that there's no
0: prophecy that is of any private interpretation. So we use Scripture... We interpret Scripture by Scripture, right? We look at any sentence in the Bible, especially in Revelation, in light of its context in that book and in the broader context. So let's quickly look at the rest of verse 1 where it said that God would show unto them his servants things, okay? So we're talking about real things here in Revelation, this isn't, some people say Revelation is all symbolic. That is not true. These are real, actual facts that we're discovering. It says it right here we're gonna show unto a servant things. And then it says, which must sh- shortly come to pass. That word must has the idea of urgency. These things will happen. And, and that will absolutely certainly happen. And then it says, shortly come to pass. You say, well, that was 2,000 years ago, right? When Revelation was written. Shortly come to pass, it's been 2,000 years. Again, it's closer today than it was then. And this has the idea of more than just quickly coming to pass, but when these things start to happen, they will happen quickly. You ever seen dominoes? You've put that one, and then it, they all go pretty fast, don't they? That's this idea that once this vengeance starts of God in the tribulation, it will happen rapidly. Let's finish verse 1 and look at verse 2, and then we'll close. He sent... And signified by his angel unto his servant John. John was the penman. We might say the author or the penman. The one that wrote down what God gave him through the angel. There was an intermediate. The angel gave John these things. But it's from God. This book of Revelation and this book, the Bible, is from God. It claims to be from God. And in our first message from this series, we talked about fulfilled prophecy. And, and I was, I'm blown away every time I recite to you all the prophecies that this book has already predicted it has come true. It gives us great faith in the future that the rest of these things that have yet to be fulfilled will come to pass. This is from God. We don't know the future. We can take our best guess. We're going to probably get it wrong. But God doesn't guess. God knows. How does God know the future? That's incredible, isn't it? He's outside of time. He knows the beginning from the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus is all those things. So this came to John. By the way, where was John? He was on the Isle of Patmos. I've been there. It's a little Greek island in the Aegean. And no doubt he looked out onto the Aegean and the arm of the Mediterranean Sea there, and he was in exile. The Roman emperor put him in exile and from this cave and there's a, we don't know if it's the exact cave but from this cave there's a it's almost like he had a writing desk inside that cave and as i stood there i just kind of pictured john the apostle hearing these incredible things from god and just writing them down wow wow and we can learn about the lord we can learn about jesus as these things were revealed to john John wrote other uh, books of the Bible. Of course, he wrote the Gospel of John. He wrote the Epistles, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And of course, he wrote Revelation. And they're all kind of interestingly tied together. As we were standing there on the island of Patmos, looking out onto the placid at that time, Aegean Sea, I started to think of the storm that was coming and the turbulence, And, and we know of that How the sea would get from other places in scripture and Paul was shipwrecked and great storms were happening right in that part of the world and I thought of John penning the words that God was giving him through an angel there on that island and and I thought of the the turbulence that is coming on this planet and we seem to live in turbulent times today but my friends it is nothing compared to what we read about in this book it's nothing compared to what we're going to talk about in this study. I mean, things would, would be mind-boggling during the, the tribulation period. Reminds me of a, a, a ship that was caught in a storm, and the passengers were all frightened, and they weren't sure if they were going to survive, and they were all scared, and, and, and one man finally decided to go up to look in the pilot house, to, to find out from the captain, are, are we gonna die, are we, what's happening here? And as he made his way, barely escaping, falling off the ship, he was able to peer into the pilot house, and he saw the captain. The captain was lashed. He had lashed himself to, to his seat and to the wheel, and he was slowly making turns on that wheel, guiding that ship through that storm. The captain looked over at the man. The man was all very white and scared, And the captain smiled. The man went back quickly to all those that were traveling with him. And he said, it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. They said, how do you know that? He said, the captain smiled. The captain smiled. The captain is calm. The captain is confident that he's going to get us through the storm. And there is a coming storm, and it's going to be terrible. 2 Thessalonians 1 8 and 9 says, In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel. These are going to be the people that will be under this vengeance of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. They did not recognize Jesus as the captain. The Bible calls him the captain of our salvation. And if you don't obey the gospel and believe in Jesus Christ and he becomes the captain of your salvation, you will face this coming catastrophe and destruction, not just on this earth, but eternally in a place called hell. Many don't talk about hell anymore because it's negative. But if it's real and we're not talking about it, then we're not talking the truth. So that's what we try to do here at Quentin Road is tell you the truth. What the Bible says, it's not positive. It's not going to give us high ratings, but it is something that might make you want to take a look at the truth and say, okay, who was Jesus? Was he the son of God? And the resurrection proves that Jesus didn't just die as a weakling on that cross for he blew away death when he rose again. And he says, anyone who believes in me will not perish but have everlasting life. It says it right here. God so loved the world, he gave his only, this is what Jesus said. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him, that was referring to himself, whosoever is anybody. I can look across the room and look at everyone watching today and say, whosoever, and that's everybody, there's no one excluded from that, believeth, what does that mean? That means to depend on It's obeying the gospel. It's believing Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who died for you on a cross and rose again. You trust in him. You say, how can it be that simple? Because the Bible says it's not of works. We're going to get to that in a second. You believe in him, and if you do, you will not perish. That's hell, but have everlasting life, and that's heaven. Okay, so here are the other verses we love. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. What is a gift? gift is eternal life. A gift is heaven. And you exercise the faith. By the way, he's given you the option of choosing. That's called free will. He gave that to you. He doesn't override that. So, but you have to receive him. How? Through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Most people get this wrong. This is where they get it wrong. They think, I believe Jesus paid for my sins, but I have to do my part. No, that's not relying on Jesus alone. It's when we put our trust in him, our faith in him, we believe in him as our only way to heaven. The Bible says we have at that very moment everlasting life. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. This is a holy God. He hates sin, but we we are separated from him by our sin. And we try to get rid of this ourselves by our works, by our good things. We try to do good things, but we still have done bad things. All of us, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You say, well, wait a second. You're saying all of us? have sinned. We've all deserved hell. The wages of sin is death. Yeah. Here's the good news. Jesus paid for that on a cross. He came. He did not have any sin. He was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And when we put our trust in Jesus, we have eternal life. We're born again. You will not have to face the vengeance that is coming upon this earth or the vengeance of God in eternal hell. For Jesus died for you and rose again, and if you'll just believe in him, you will have eternal life. Isn't that great news? That's salvation, that's the gospel, that's how we go from hell to heaven. And I hope there's someone that is listening in my voice today that is saying, I'm a sinner, I can't save myself, but right now I put my trust in Jesus, son of God who died on a cross for me and rose again. Trust in him, and you will not perish but have everlasting life. Please contact us if you have questions about salvation, about eternal life, about where you'll go when you die. Uh, You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. That's ingraceradio.com. Dot com. And we will be continuing to go through our Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Series in the next weeks and months here at InGrace. And I think it's a very timely study. Some world events have happened that haven't happened in the history of the world lately, uh, like a global epidemic, pandemic. Uh, we have a you know, major world power, Russia invading Ukraine. Uh, we have the unrest here in America, the uh, racial and social, the social changes are crazy that are happening. And then Israel is attacked and and more people die in one day than uh, all the way up to the Holocaust. I mean, these are major, major world events that are happening really in front of our eyes. It really should wake us up and make us want to study more about what the Bible has to say. How do we know the Bible's accurate? I say one of the reasons is fulfilled prophecy. And, you know, we talk about that in the series, all the prophecies that have been fulfilled, and there's still about a third of the prophecies in the Bible that haven't been fulfilled. So, I'm positive that they will also be fulfilled exactly as predicted sometime in the future. To know what that looks like, I think the best way is visual. I like to lay out the chronology of the end times on a chart. We've made a chart called Armageddon's Dawn, and on this chart, it's a four color chart it folds out in from three folds so it's really big and it gives you the timeline. It talks about the rapture. It talks about the tribulation and things that are happening in the tribulation. It talks about the Antichrist, the return of Christ. All of these things are laid out on this chart. This is my gift to you. All you have to do is contact us, and we'll send it to you as a thank you for listening. 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or ingraceradio.com. Contact us today. Get your free prophecy chart. And then we have two more resources that I think you'll want. One is an eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn filmed in Israel. I teach from different places in Jerusalem. I film up near the border of Lebanon on the Mediterranean. I film in Megiddo, which is the location of Armageddon. This eight-part video series also features some other really good Bible teachers, Randall Price, Joel Rosenberg, Menno Kalischer, and Mark Robinson. You'll want to get this. This is a really great video series that a lot of churches use, a lot of people use for Bible studies. If you get the video series and the chart, you'll really be equipped. So, that's for your gift of any amount to In Grace. We're going to thank you by sending you the Armageddon's Dawn eight-part video series. We also have the 43-part audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, which contains all of my messages on the End Times and the book of Revelation. So, contact us, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to to InGraceRadio.com, InGraceRadio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois 60047.
1: Are you ready for an end times journey of biblical proportions? Get the stunning Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart for free or give any amount and receive the incredible Armageddon's Dawn eight part video series. Plus, you can order the 43-part audio preaching series. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at In Grace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow. As we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.